0: Hello, everybody! Indeed, welcome to the Andavision Podcast. This is our EXT episode on Cyberpunk 2077 Edge Runners. Still at HQ, I'm Jero, joined by Steve, Yo Yo Yo, XCOM, Hello. and Amro. Que pasa? It's been a long time since we've done an EXT episode. Sure has. Mm-hmm. We need to do more of them. So,
1: full disclaimer here: <laughs> the reason we're doing an EXT because we were going to do a regular episode, and this was going to be one of the topics. Yeah. But that episode was cursed, and it died, <laughs> and it will never be released. And that's sad because we did a whole Viking funeral for Stadia that will never be heard. So mm-hmm. yeah. trumpets and everything.
0: Mm-hmm. But uh, we did want to talk about Edge Runners because the anime came out on Netflix, and we all know the history of the game and mm-hmm. the turmoil of that particular launch and the game steadily getting updates and then Edge Runners comes out and uh resurgence for that sh- it, yeah the game yeah it is because the anime is was super popular and uh I was a big fan of it so yeah. um as someone that really played the game I, I really loved how faithful um yes. it felt to the style of the game like even you they know, they had the,
2: all the UI elements in the yeah. in this show, and like I was
0: the like, way Ooh. they yeah, the way they inserted subtitles into like the phone conversations they mm-hmm. were having was mm-hmm. was kind of interesting. Sometimes it was like I got to work a little bit to yeah, read it. Can, a can't more. you just like put it at the bottom, you know? <laughs> too, to, but
1: uh, D- just
3: just to, to be clear, we all watched it in Japanese, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I did want to watch it in English later, um, but but yeah. So like the the faithfulness to the game in the city was really good I, I was surprised like you know i felt like you know night city is kind of interesting but i don't think of it the same way as i do like liberty city mm-hmm. or san andreas or some mm-hmm. city like that from a grand theft auto game but seeing all of the locations that trigger did for the game it was like you know very one-to-one almost of yeah. a, a, a feel of that world to the um, point
3: where, like, I I didn't really play the game beyond like the opening. Mm-hmm. Um, I I did get my refund for it um, when that launch happened. The fiasco, yeah. yeah. But um, what was really cool after the after watching Edge Runners was seeing videos of people playing the game and going to the locations that were in the anime mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and being like, "This was uh, Rebecca's apartment," or you know, like, "This is where you get like this is where David and Lucy had their conversation," and. And I'm like, Th- that's really cool. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, I- I'll do one better. Um, some of their items can be found too, mm-hmm. like Rebecca's yeah, shotgun. They it. Yeah, yeah, I found that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: massive recoil on it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, thick, yeah. have you seen her use that thing? It's <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And I found uh, David's jacket, which is just a small quest. You actually you find this brain dance thing, and it's like the first clip of the anime mm-hmm. with the other guy using the. Uh, The Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, there's a lot of lot of cool stuff like that.
2: Yeah. Um, That that, I really enjoyed the fact that they even made tie-ins. They didn't have to, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I think um, I think CD Projekt Red needed a a win with this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and even when you look at like you see the way David uses his tech, and you could you could say. I could go in the game and I could build to be like that. Mm-hmm. I could be like Lucy. My playstyle is actually most like Kiwi because it involves a lot of quick hacking and stuff yes. mm-hmm. to like move around. So there's a lot of cool things. Of the, the, like the anime is very inspiring for like my time in the game.
2: It makes you think that. It really should have multiplayer in this game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's my biggest takeaway. I was like, oh, God, it's too bad that you can't work together with different builds like that.
1: Okay. So uh, I really thought the first six episodes of this anime, uh, nine, ten out of ten at times, right? Like, like, amazing. It was really the second half that bugged me. Really? so? How so? I, okay, I just want to kind of get into stuff I like about it first because mm-hmm. everyone got quiet, and I looked mm-hmm. up, and Armor was staring at me like he was waiting for the hammer to drop. <laughs> I was like, I, don't, I already know what's coming. Um, there, I, I really liked David as a character. Oh. I really liked Lucy, and I really liked the whole squad, and I liked how even how that was kind of like, I can't remember his name, but Rebecca's brother, um, how it was just kind of oh, like yeah, out, of, out of left field, just murked, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. It yeah, just kind of like set, set set a set a, a a pace for the show that like wasn't really I wouldn't say wasn't expected but was like just like okay now we understand where the show can go right um, I really enjoyed that I loved the story I thought that was great the romance a lot of that element just worked really well um, <clears throat> my problem is once you got past the cast, you could say the um, the street punk days, right? Where he's mm-hmm. really coming up. They just escalated too much. And it felt like the story <clears throat> felt rushed at times. Like suddenly, like here we are and Lucy's doing some hacking stuff to protect David um, from the corporations that just felt kind of weird because they didn't really do a whole lot of focusing on that in the season in the first part of the season, right? Um, they didn't really focus on that kind of element of him other than the fact that, I can't remember his name, but that one guy, the lead, one leader of one of the the corporations really wanted him because he could do some things that were cool. Mm. Um, but it didn't really quite land on me that it was... He, he
2: wasn't uh, susceptible to um, the sickness.
1: Yeah. Uh, Cyberpsychosis...
2: Um, As, as, like, most people would have, yeah, most people would have, would have, like, croaked a long time ago. And, mm -hmm. um, it allowed him to, to modify his body a lot more, which he should have stayed away from.
1: But that's the thing. And that's, that's really where I felt like the show lost me. It's the classic trigger escalation, right? Mm -hmm. Like,
3: but they didn't go to space. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but actually, technically, yeah, they did came. go to space in the yeah. end. Yeah.
1: Um. But the, the classic trigger escalation—just it felt, it felt like okay, everything is getting bigger and bigger and better. Like at one point, cars felt like they were like someone like a little kid playing with Legos, and they were just like, <laughs> just I punched the car, and the cars fly off and blow up, and it's just like it made no sense. It felt comical. Just the the whole him being in the super mech suit and destroying all the tanks. And it just, it, it felt not good. Like it didn't feel like it was, it felt like the story lost its way. And I felt like, you know, I definitely would have loved to see more with, you know, kind of building that relationship with Rebecca and David, right? the whole aspect of, you know, because Lucy's trying to protect him, he's, he's not understanding. I would have loved to seen David less mecked out. Not that I don't like the Giga of Chad. Um, I just felt like him, there was like a limitation to him in a lot of ways when he didn't have certain cybernetics in what he could do and accomplish. And then you suddenly give him these super cybernetics and he's like, you know, Kung Fu legend guy speeding over and blowing up heads the problem My, the problem though is that's exactly how cyberpunk
2: is and i think that's exactly what they try to show here main was supposed to be like a foreshadow of what david was going to eventually mm-hmm. become and i i actually like that like i obviously main was huge and yeah. david's like well i want to get your arms when you die and mm-hmm. main's like if you can get big enough yeah. and but but he did that like the whole uh-huh. point of cyberpunk is to make yourself to be that legendary character. And I think they played David like I mean, obviously it's not supposed to be you, but I mean that's how you are. You start out as some street punk, and then you end the game practically invincible. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> it, it's still it's still one of those things where I think it would have maybe felt better if it wasn't such for the harsh skip. It felt like it very much went from mm. Again, it went from like 60 to 120 in a few I seconds. So. And again, I think, I think more than anything, it just felt like the story suffered because of it. It felt like they had skipped in, in a very well paced story. It suddenly felt like, again, it was another one of the situations where I really felt like episodes one through six were incredibly well paced as a product. Mm-hmm. When you kind of sit there and you're reading the story, it's like, oh, this is I love this. This makes sense. Here we're going, and then suddenly it's like we skip. You know, you know. But there are only so many
2: episodes that they can have. Like that. That that's a that's a fair argument, though. That's but a fair argument.
1: I, the difference is, it's only a fair argument because if you use the excuse, there's only so many episodes they could have. But the problem isn't the fact just that they went to such an extreme level but the fact that they could have just pasted it out to where it didn't go to the extreme. Mm. How so? Well, they again, the way they escalated the story, a lot of it.
2: I mean, escalating the story a lot towards the end, I, I think was kind of important
1: because, I mean... It just, it didn't vibe well. It's And plus, I think the ending as well, a lot of it was like, it just, again, story-wise, it didn't flow as well when it comes to things like his overall like when you see them at the end and you see lucy again obviously if you haven't watched it you gotta watch it but at the end when you see lucy and she's staying there on the moon and it's like oh yeah david it kind of almost makes this aspect of like david sacrificed himself for me to be here mm-hmm. but it just didn't feel natural it felt like we we skipped to this step like it just really felt like again those last, what, has it been four episodes? It was ten episodes in total? Yeah. So it just really felt like those last four episodes, they crammed way more than six episodes in it in the way they told the story. They could have done it better. I don't. I can't necessarily go here and, you know, outline a full play of the story. Like maybe they should have moved here to here and then here to here. I just feel like... Even if it was they were always locked at 10 episodes, they should have told a story that fit better in the 10 episodes than what they told us. I just felt like that's where the show ultimately suffers. And I want to make it very clear here. I'm being critical, Mm -hmm. but I don't think the show sucks. I just think the show went from like a a 9 or a 10 level awesome, super hype, and then if I take those four episodes and kind of compare the story as a whole – I'm more on a six to seven. This was a good series and had some really hype moments, but it's not going to go in my best of the year category anymore. Mm. Like if you, if you'd asked me on episode six, where this show sat, I would have been like conversations for best anime of the year. A hundred percent, even with some tough challenges like spy family. Right like some really powerful, awesome shows. I mean, even though even though it feels like it's been forever, the last season of Attack on Titan, which was absolutely amazing, this show was like in that name. Like even the fact that it's even in there talking about it would be impressive. Hmm. But those last four episodes completely took it out for me. Because I think it was a great series and it's something everyone should watch, but I'm not going to sit there and pretend I think it's amazing because I think the story ultimately, when you look at the complete package, didn't deliver the full story.
3: Well, I think that's an interesting point, but uh, you're wrong and you're a bad person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know,
1: because everyone's like, I just want to turn off my brain and watch him go super awesome, hyper mode, and and punch these cars all around like it's like they're like they're toys. I, just like, I'm just yeah. thinking
2: like the logistics of what you're talking about. That it, I, I don't disagree, but in order to do that, they would need more episodes. And like, this again, is,
1: I, I think you're still. Uh, sorry to interrupt <clears> you, but I still think you're stuck on the fact that. You're th- but stuck they need on the, the story. No, they they the, in order to I, tell the story, they need the time. In order to tell this story, they need to tell the time. But if they had dis- decided on a different route for those last four episodes, they didn't. They could have told it in a ten-story element. But you'd be stripping away a lot of the things that makes this cyberpunk. I don't really opinion. think the last. I mean, even I'm not. I'm not even just saying about the escalation of his body and stuff like that. No, I, I just I, mean I the think story it itself. The story mm-hmm. itself. So yeah.
0: I kind of take the last four episodes as David going off the deep end. Yeah. As far as like almost kind of like misunderstanding a little bit that Lucy like the goal that she had set at the beginning was wanting to go to the moon, but eventually she just wanted David to be safe. Mm-hmm. But the thing is David didn't couldn't see that through getting just chromed out of his mind. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you see that like, the funniest scene is like episode seven or eight when they're in their house talking, and this dude is just like jacked. It's like compared yeah. to like episode one. It's like yeah. so crazy. So, yeah, I, I kind of see him as this kind of like a character that just went over to deep end mm-hmm. and, and kind of lost it. And, okay, and I just I, don't feel like they. Express that very well and they don't i think they, they, I think didn't they tell did. the story that well and I, I think
3: they did because because again like lucy told him in the beginning of the series that like he was not good at living his own dream like he was always trying to live somebody else's and and that led to his downfall in the end because at the at the end it was always about you know doing he was trying to be mine you know like he was trying to uh, live Lucy's dream, you know, make her dream a reality and stuff like And it's like Jero said, at, at the end of it, it's like, it wasn't about the moon anymore. It was about being together with him. And, and they just lost sight of that. Like they drifted apart because they were so obsessed with like protecting each other mm-hmm. that it, it led to tragedy. And, and I think that's what the show does really well is that, there's no happy endings in the world of cyberpunk because the world sucks, right? Yeah. Like it it's it's a dark world where nobody cares about you and you have to resort to crime because if you try to live on the the straight and narrow, you know, you, you know, get, get killed in the crossfire. Of- yeah, like his mom did. <laughs> and so and so you delve into the crime world and and eventually it leads to your downfall anyway. Like there there is no happy ending in that world. And I still think th- I, I think
1: I think the story would have been better if they didn't. Uh, again, the last two episodes. I think that I think really when I sit down. So, to so it, you're
3: saying it, you're, it would have been better if it didn't have a climax. No, because like <laughs> that's <I> think, <laughs> what it was. I think they
1: went too far in the climax. I don't think so. Imagine if the big crux of the story wasn't that he gained. Unlimited power by getting this but I
2: mean it wasn't unlimited power He, he still couldn't fight Adam well, Smasher well,
1: I meant, I meant <laughs> yeah. the, I'm using that sarcastically yeah. Okay mm-hmm. um, the, the fact that he doesn't Become like some sort of military Tank by himself You know fighting force But if it was just focused on The story element of Them wanting to get to Him and of course because he's Creeping he keeps chroming out Because of his insecurities because he's trying to live someone else's dream, mm-hmm. he goes mad and just kind of focus on that aspect of him going mad instead of having to become some tank monster and it's, and kind of but that focusing that was, on a more grounded but not using ground in a very yeah. yeah that was the point like so the, so
3: he he could have turned back but when he became the the tank monster thing
1: there but, was no going back but he was already turning. Before that. Yeah, I know. I and know. I think uh, like, they could have done that, said but, the exact same story... Without going there, let me tell you why they much couldn't. But
3: let he me ta- needed to because, like, he did it. He he did it because he needed to save
2: Lucy. But but even beyond <laughs> that, let me, even beyond that, let me tell it, you or, why they couldn't do that as mm-hmm. a storytelling mechanism. You already had three different cyberpsychosis episodes. The one at the very beginning of the show, where it's the previous owner of the of the, the, Sandiv- the Sandiv- yeah, yeah that he had. So they've already shown one guy go crazy like that. Then you had Maine, a person that he already looked up to do the same thing and they were fighting somebody else in the series um like that so him being on the same level as everybody else that we saw wouldn't have done it any justice that's the reason why you you have him in this giant mech um going crazy and having everybody having to come together to take him out um or i, I disagree or with in.
1: that because what you're saying is exactly what happened in the series all you all, but that's what's why it happened. He, your, your, what your argument is that he can have him go cyber psychosis because he needed to get the big suit to go cyber. Psychosis.
2: No, I'm saying
1: he's the main character of the story, and you can't put him at the same level as everybody else. But the whole point is that he, no, the whole point was that he was able to fight out of his cyber psychosis. Yeah, my point. He is, could have done that in his current body my form, point is it has fighting Adam different. Smasher as his current body form and Having to fail versus going super he Hulk. wouldn't be able to, f- you he would not be able to fight Adam
2: Smasher in a regular, um, in a regular body, he couldn't even fight him yeah. with the. Yeah, the super know, suit. Right? <laughs> yeah, Adam Let's Smasher fight. is a very well known character in Cyberpunk. There's no yeah.
1: way you're going to have a regular guy, you, even
2: a chromed out guy, insert
1: fight Adam insert, Smasher. Insert plot armor here, like he's got some super tech on his back that's giving him. Some sort of ability. He pushes past his limits. But that's the thing is he didn't push past his limits. At the end of the day, he was just like anybody else. He succumbed
3: to the technology. That was the mm-hmm. point. No. Like, love, love didn't help him overcome mm-hmm. the cyberpsychosis. Yeah. He still succumbed to it in the end. Well, he was able to snap out of it when he was supposed
1: to not. Well, no, he did have medicine that, that no. Medicine but told, it, it said when the medicine wore off, he was supposed to fully die, but then... But then Lucy managed to snap him out of it, and he was able to go one last fight to protect Lucy and let her get away. So Love did – yes, you're right. In the end, he still died, but Love snapped him out of it. That was the whole kind of – I guess for a moment, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They could have told the same story without going to that escalation. I think in the end, the way it is told, it feels very cartoony.
3: But it is (laughs) cartoony. That's not. We're talking talking about the same show where Rebecca was like shooting the guy with a shotgun as she was walking
1: towards him and then just pumping him Uh (laughs) full. What I I, okay, maybe I should say this. It felt very uh, Looney Tunes. I mean, this is a trigger show. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, and I think I think trigger went full trigger. I I mean, that's a problem. No, You're it's not. Bad. Yeah, that's, that's stupid. I think yeah, it's, trigger it's, it's trigger is better. Tri- no no. Trigger <laughs> is at its best. I think trigger is amazing when it kind of stays aligned. But when it goes too much, I think I end up kind of rolling my eyes, like kind of like that Star Wars episode, right? I mean, maybe like, but, that Star Wars it, episode
3: was the best one. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a good one. Not my
1: favorite, was, but it was the best. It was, <laughs> think- it, was it, it goes too far in a way that makes you kind of go. I think okay. groaning about Trigger being Trigger is kind of...
2: Uh,
3: I think uh, counterintuitive. It's, yeah. it's like they got Trigger to the do what they is, do. Yes. The problem
1: is... The problem with about groaning about Trigger being Trigger is this show is amazing until, I would say, the last episode where it goes full Trigger. I don't so, think so. Because because everyone... It goes full Trigger in the last episode. Because like, what everyone... It's like they couldn't hold back. Everyone, to, what everyone to, talks that, that's about... That's freaking awesome. What everyone yeah.
3: talks about with the show is the... Uh, the ending and the fact that they're depressed by the way how it ended. And not, not because it went over the top, but because, like, at the end of the day, we all want to beat Adam Smasher now.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and the anime did more justice for his character than that game ever did. <laughs> uh, like, the only thing that people that I really remember about Smasher in the game is you look like a fuckable cut of meat. <laughs> that, was, that was his famous line. Yeah, so uh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the, so the way that they portrayed Atom Smasher is so much better. Uh-huh. Um, uh, let me see. Is there anything else you guys want to bring up about the anime? Uh, what what did we think about the? Um, so, the,
3: the, like, to me, there's a, there is kind of a small complaint that I had with the series, and it was like the cyberpunk. Terminology, <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: yeah so, there, there are elements of it, you. You kind of get the sense that CD Projekt Red was putting their spin mm-hmm. on approximating how people would talk to each other. Yeah, like hey, what's up, choom Or the way that they <laughs> talked. Like it, 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 kind of like watching those first couple episodes. It kind of reminded me of things I didn't like about the game story. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that kind of annoying dialogue? But, and,
3: and what bothered me the most about it was, it was that like. Uh, I was watching in Japanese and yet they were still talking like the subtitles were basically a transcript of the English version, mm-hmm. not a translation of the Japanese lyrics or lyrics, or <laughs> yeah. Japanese uh, dialogue. Right. Um, and, and so that was kind of disorienting and I was just like, whatever, I'm just gonna have to deal with it. <laughs> like, I know he's not saying chum in Japanese. <laughs> um but but that also then makes me kind of want to revisit it, like I said in, in English, uh, to mm-hmm. see, you know, to just let that terminology and stuff wash over me. Um, I did hear that Giancarlo Esposito is um, yeah
0: Faraday yeah he's he's mm-hmm. the, the one of the villains in there, um, so he's a big name. Yeah, um, and then, uh, Zach Aguilar voices David. He would he's uh, Tanjiro in Demon Slayer. Oh okay. Yeah, definitely want to check that out.
3: But I oh also the uh, the soundtrack, it was, uh, soundtrack was really mm-hmm. good music, music from, from the game. game.
0: Yeah, in like it didn't stand out to me as like all oh, these songs are like super memorable. But then you know I want to stay at your house. I mean that's like that's like the song of the anime, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just another thing on the radio. i like, oh, it's an alright song.
3: But, but now now yeah. when you hear it, it means. But something. now putting
0: <laughs> it with the story of David and Lucy together. <laughs>
3: Yeah, one of, my, one of my favorite like YouTube comments I've seen recently. So like they put up a music video for I Want to Stay at Your House. And, and the comment was basically, ah, yes, my favorite musical genre, emotional damage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, uh, a little bit of trivia. Uh, the opening theme is performed by Franz Ferdinand. This isn't the first time that Franz Ferdinand has had an anime theme song. Can any of you name the other anime where they had a theme? Franz Ferdinand rock band. Uh, I'll kind of give you some hints. So, the anime aired in two (laughs) thousand five. (laughs) Beck. I don't know. That's not too far off. Um, It was a romance drama series. The core theme was fashion.
1: Um, I know I think I know the name I can't think of it
0: a fashion oriented um...
1: I, I I can picture the name of. or picture the series it was like a short like 12 episode series right?
0: yeah it was animated by Matt I, House
1: I know what you're talking about I can't think of the name of it where it has the model
0: yeah so the name of the series is Paradise Kiss yeah okay. uh, yeah so they did the ending theme for that so I thought that was pretty good. And that was a the song they just lended to the anime. That's a, a song that Francis Ferdinand has already had. And, you know, the lyrics talking about wanting to burn the city down, mm. pretty fitting for, for the game. Um, and just to sort of talk about a little bit about, like CD Projekt Red, they better be like, Given like bonus checks to trigger or something because like you look at the the player counts on steam and all that like yeah. people are into the game again and it definitely exploded there's this old
3: meme about how trigger saved anime but they legitimately saved cyberpunk yeah,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah just like having so so many people like play the game now and now that the game is in version 1.6 it's it's in a it's in a good space now. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to see all of those bugs and stuff. Like, you, you know, there may be parts of the story that you may still not, like, be super into in the game. That, that's also interesting, is, like, comp- comparing David to V mm-hmm. in, in the game. Is, it's like, V, in a way, kind of has it, like, so much better. <laughs> <laughs> like, V's endings are still not the most amazing. Yeah. And, and V has to deal with Johnny Silverhand being in their head. But uh, but that that's been kind of interesting. Playing a little bit back through some of the side quests and stuff, even um, kind mm-hmm. of making the comparison between those two. Um, I'm gonna have to start that
2: sh- that um, that game all over again because mm-hmm. of the the demise of Stadia.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the thing I, I was kind of thinking about. Is like, oh, I can't enjoy the story again. Then I'd have to go back and play the story. Again. <laughs> it's like, you no, know, there's like so much stuff you can watch and, and do. So, uh,
3: you should watch a Tim Rogers' review of Cyberpunk. It <laughs> has a it has a choose your own adventure
0: in the middle of it. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Now, is that one that was released back when the game came out, or was this a little more recent? It day was.
3: Day? It was a couple of months after the game had come out. Okay. And, yeah. Yeah. All right. It's it's like if you were to watch the whole thing, it's six hours long. Yeah. Um, that's why that's why it has a choose your own adventure in the middle of it, where you. T- pick two sections in the middle and just watch those and then go to the ending. Oh, interesting. <laughs>
0: but, uh, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was... You know, I really enjoyed Trigger doing this series. It was also nice to see them, like, even, you know, we, we kill or kill, like, mm-hmm. the idea is that they're naked. Yeah, but... You never actually yeah, see any new because it's like... Yeah, so, like, they actually got to delve into a little bit of adult themes in that. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Yeah, um,
2: this, this is not a... Um... A good show for children. <laughs> yeah. You didn't sit this
1: down and watch it all with the family. Yeah. <laughs> this
3: is not the spy family. <laughs> um Yeah, no, that that was definitely like oh man, they're they're showing stuff. Lots of gore, lots of uh lots of sex. mm mm-hmm. Lot of lot of boobies. Mm-hmm. A lot of man ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: just, just that scene of David just like sitting in the living room. is just, I, I just laughed when I saw it. it it's so funny. Absurd. Yeah, it's
3: just yeah. how casual it is.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so going forward, Cyberpunk 2077, we're going to get one expansion for the game, and then they've said that they're just gonna they're gonna make a sequel. Yeah. Um, so
2: sequel makes sense because uh, they're they're leaving. That uh, that engine and moving to Unreal Five,
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah,
0: and then CD like they just announced like five to ten things simultaneously. Mm-hmm. So it's like I hope you you know learn from your mistakes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like Witcher Freeze launch also wasn't very clean back <laughs> in the day, and uh, you know hopefully whenever Orion comes out,
3: from what I've heard, they're they're hiring more people, but also a lot of the stuff that they're they announced is in production um is going to be made by like third-party studios so, right. so they won't necessarily even be directly involved which you know like that makes sense like outsourcing when you have good strong ips like cyberpunk and, and witcher
0: mm-hmm.
3: um just throw it out there and have other people make it make some money off of it mm-hmm. you know yeah
0: and I guess one more thing to kind of close off on is we we've been through so many adaptations of stuff that have been bad that you know I think it's good to recognize when a adaptation of of something now this is the most fitting like like cyberpunk going to an anime it's not an anime going to a western live action yeah. series yeah. where it was like you know cowboy bebop and, or even a
1: game going yeah. to a movie
3: but but I, I think this also speaks more to like how to properly do an adaptation where you know you. This well, this the anime didn't retell the story of the game,
1: and that's the thing. Can we really call this an adaptation, or more of like an expanding of the yeah. story? because yeah. like a story
0: existing in it exists Wars. in
1: cyberpunk, but it's really got nothing other than having a few characters that show up that mm-hmm. are from the game. As nods.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, the
3: fact that it just takes place in Night City. Like, yeah, that's
1: it. It's, it's it is much more than just an adaptation.
2: <laughs> Well, I think games nowadays the uh, the environment is just as important as the characters yeah. in it, mm-hmm. and uh, especially for open world games. Yes, especially mm-hmm. for open world. And this is this is this is just riffing on that. Uh, how important Night City is, as I guess you could argue, as its own character in the game. Oh. Um, so this this is a a series about Night City. Um, I mean, yeah, there there's particular mm-hmm. particular characters that the show is revolving around, but at its core, it's a it's more about night city
0: mm-hmm. yeah and they captured the vibe of that perfectly and mm-hmm. and the reality of what that city is is that you don't you don't you don't win in night city <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
3: it it kind of it, it it also makes me like wonder you know if if other video game quote unquote adaptations will learn from this in any kind of way like we know that the well, last of us is coming out it's just a retelling of the story of the game right but like we know that Sony is making uh, a Horizon show, and they're also doing something with Ghost of Tsushima and stuff. So like I think Horizon, for example, would be something where they could um, tell a story in the world of Horizon, not necessarily based
1: on Aloy's story. You know? So I kind of disagree with that notion because it makes very much sense for a live action project like that. To tell the story of the game. Mm. Because when you're telling a live action story, a lot of times what you're doing is you're bringing people in from the game. Like, I think when you look at Horizon, the biggest pull for Horizon story is the actual, the whole of it. Like, how this happened, who, who, who Aloy is, right? I think with Cyberpunk, there is no... Like, you don't need to know how V and the rest of the story played out. Because Cyberpunk is not about the origin of, you know, the city. Mm -hmm. It's just this is the city and this is V's story from the city, right? So, for Cyberpunk, it makes perfect sense. It's also, I will at least point out, it's not the first one to do that. We also had recently, uh, last year they released, uh, um, and this year I think they also released, uh, but they released several stories from... uh, um, uh, cyberpunk uh like cyberpunk uh,
3: uh witcher night no uh 2044 oh um blade uh, runner 20 thank four, you. Tw- I, was blade like, runner. I was like something rud- runner <laughs> blade cyber i runner Age Runners. Yeah. It, it probably oh,
1: yeah. took a lot of inspiration it, uh, cyberpunk did but from from uh, from blade runner but yeah. the mm-hmm. blade runner had recent anime series that were based in the blade runner Universal. universe, mm-hmm. but not about the story or trying to retell the story. So weren't about Harrison Ford. There, there's, de- Well, there are definitely series out there. I just think this is just a, another good prime example because even if, obviously I'm the unpopular opinion here, you take my take on it, I still think it was a really solid, great series worth watching. So it definitely would love to see more kind of taken from this vein. Like take a really popular game and just tell us another story from that mm-hmm. place and that'll work fine. You, you can let that be a supplement to the game and not necessarily have to be something to drive numbers. Like again, a live action real series has to drive numbers. So like maybe they can eventually come in and do a last of Us spinoff where they're going like, Oh, here's something taking place in the last of us world, but with completely different characters but they initially, at least, to get that first audience for live-action people, right—the regular Joes, my parents, your parents—you know, everyone like that—they have to at least tell the story first to get them there, because they can't just assume they played the game. And even if they don't, like, I guess *The Last of Us* kind of can do it without telling it with the the whole story of Joe and Ellie uh, or Joel and Ellie. But again, I think I think it's harder for that than a game like or a series like Cyberpunk is. Yeah, well, it's like what
0: what XCOM was talking about where Night City is the character. Mm -hmm. And so it's easier to put new characters in that setting, whereas most people, when you watch, uh, like, The Last of Us, the TV series, if you were to say, oh, you know, it's like Tommy... Some other guy that's tough to get people to want to watch. Well,
1: I mean, Tommy's a character, yeah. so uh, well, that's why. Like well, no, I, yeah, that's why I said that because <laughs> okay. from, from one,
0: yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, but you know, as a side character, not as engaging as like, oh, well, we're watching Joel and Ellie in live action, so yeah, uh, nothing else. Uh, that is it for our Edge Runners EXT. So, anivision.org check us out there, all of our socials, go to Discord. Uh, that's where we're most active at and uh, hope to see you there so for Steve, Excommonometer I'm Jero, we will see you next time on the Animation Podcast below. I hope it works out because I miss
1: you all the time
2: so